Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. Reminder that tomorrow is Good Friday. The markets are closed. Hope you all have a great weekend. And we'll start this podcast off with um, something a little bit different uh, because we think it's really important. Tyler and I, like you, spend a lot of time uh, talking and thinking about what's going on um, in society. You know, what we're all living through right now. We've called it coronavirus insanity uh, pretty much from the onset of, uh, of what began to occur with this virus. It just never made sense to us. Like, like, like probably everyone listening to this podcast right now, just so many questions are unanswered. You think about <clears throat> what the authorities have told us, you know, um, from Imperial College, right, where this started. Their estimates were just insanely wrong. Uh, from the very beginning, don't wear a mask, to wear a mask, to the death total. I know no one that believes the official death, death count. It, uh, it, it's, it's died with or from coronavirus. Uh, we'll know the truth one of these days, uh, I'm just based on how wrong they've been so far. I'd say uh, about 25% of that total might be accurate. In other words, a bad flu season. And uh, we've seen a lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. Lockdowns don't work. We have all the evidence in the world to point to that. Look at what Sweden did. They had it right from the beginning. They didn't do anything. They didn't lock down. They didn't mask, mandate masks. They, they, they lived their lives. Their economy has powered ahead. Their, their death totals their, are no different than anybody else's. So the lockdowns never mattered. The mask, of course, we've gone on and on about this forever, make no difference. Matter of fact, Masks make things worse. We have decades of science, actually, to back that up. So, again, if you're a thinking person, two things happen. Number one, you're really curious. You know, it almost drives you crazy out of the curiosity of what is really going on. We always have, we all have this feeling that this is really about something else. We felt for a long time that something else is about control. Uh, you know, if you read the Rockefeller Foundation's uh, a document from 2010. We've re- referenced that here often. Uh, Lockstep is the name of it. If you haven't read it, look it up. It's on Google still. I think page two now. They've removed it from page one. But we've downloaded it. We've got it for when they remove it. That'll happen at some point. But it's all spelled out there. And the game plan is really simple. This is about the next step of control. It's really the, 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 the communist strategy to take over the world. If that sounds unrealistic to you, or if you're skeptical with that claim, um, again, read the Rockefeller Foundation's document, Lockstep. You won't be so skeptical. But also, let's do a little bit of a history lesson here. Because as we have this curiosity, as we have these concerns, they don't stop there, do they? Things that should be up are down. Things that should be left are right. This is a focused effort to drive us as crazy as they can. Now, here's the proof of that. Throughout, throughout, time, throughout history, you look at what communist countries have done. We're talking about Russia, China, uh, East German Stasi. The strategies that they use, these are all historically accurate, never vary. Their game plan is to demoralize the public, demoralize, depress you, Make you more malleable, make you more controllable. Because when you're, you're when you're confused, when you're demoralized, 
What's the end result of that? You're more easily controllable. So the way we make sense of this and the way we keep our sanity, frankly, I think is by talking about this, having these conversations. I think Easter weekend, if you want to get, if, you, if, you, if you're part of a family or friends that are open to these conversations without getting too political, it's really not political. This is about our life here. But I think the reason it's important is because so many people are going through a really rough time. Look at the suicides among our kids. Look, look at the people that you know, are really struggling. We all are to some degree. More are struggling than others. You know, again, depending on how this is impacting you. But I would say that, I don't know, 99% of the population is in some state of depression about this. And it's because they can't make sense of it because they don't understand it. Because when the focus is on transgenderism, when the focus is on coronavirus policies that won't work, we know they don't work, but they continue to shove it down our throat. When the borders open and we see kids being left at the, at the border by coyotes, right? these things all drive us crazy. They make us depressed. They demoralize us. That makes us more easily to control. When you think about it in that point of view, and this is something Todd and I spent a lot of time talking about, really a lot of time getting into this for the last, I'd say, couple of weeks, we've made the decision to, to, to begin being more vocal about this. We think it's that important a topic. We think most people probably haven't really figured this out yet. Not that we know we have, but history tells us we're on the right track. So again, spend some time this weekend looking into it. Find out about the, the game plan that communists have to take over this country. And you see it falling in lockstep one by one. Now, having said all that, I've never been more certain that we are going to win this. The good guys will win. The bad guys lose. America comes out of this stronger than ever. And these criminals, these criminal communists that exist in our government, in our media, in our schools, universities, and, and, and below, they're all going to be find out, found out. And they'll carry a stigma with them They'll be stigmatized from this for the rest of their life because they're the really bad people. They're the ones that really don't belong in an open and free and honest society. It's a big list. We're making it. Make your own. Because this tide's going to turn. Morality, insanity, common sense will return. America will win. The democ true democracy, what we have is a constitutional republic, will win. And we'll look back and remember this time so that we never go through it again. But for that to happen, a whole lot of criminals, a whole lot of evil people have to pay the price, right? There have to be trials. There have to be real investigations to find these people out, the ones that are becoming wealthy from this, right? <laughs> uh, dare I say the Bill Gates of the world. I'm talking about the real ringleaders of the Great Reset. That's, that's the fight, folks. That's the battle. But we can all keep our sanity and stay focused on the big picture by realizing what's really going on here and what's really at stake. Okay. 
Let's get to the markets today. Good day today. What a great turn of the week. Uh, this, you know, again, I'm knocking on wood here because there, there are investment gods just like there are sports betting gods. Just like if you brag or if you say you've got it figured out, you know what, you're, you're, you're about a day away from a world of hurt. So this is not that. This is not bragging. It's not saying we nailed it. It's none of that. It's an observation. So far, so good. Right, my, my mentor, I had two great mentors in my life, Ted Parsons and Michael Metz. Michael Metz was the uh, a director of research at Oppenheimer. And I've been, I've been a lot of time this week thinking about him because this is the kind of market that he'd be salivating, absolutely salivating over. He was a contrarian. He always caught big moves in advance, and he had what he called an early mover day. That was yesterday, we believe, right? We've seen this transformation take place, you know, from uh, what was a great start to the year. And then we had two 10% corrections, one in NASDAQ, and then we just had one in Russell 2000. (laughs) But even that in the first quarter, which, of course, has now ended. Welcome to the second quarter, by the way. NASDAQ finished up 2.7% first quarter. S&P 500, almost 6%. Dow Jones up 8%, and Russell 2000 IWM up 12%, even with a 10% correction. So that, it really was a great first quarter. But we think it's all setting up, as Michael Metz taught me, for the real move, for the really big move that's coming. And that yesterday was the early, early mover day. We saw it as, you know, again, the gurus had given up on NASDAQ. You've seen it like I have, right? Tech is dead. It's all value stocks. Value Rates are going to go. The 10 years going past 2%. Tech stocks are dead. Growth is dead. It's all value. Oops. <laughs> oh, no, they got wrong again. We've been sharing a chart here with our folks about the, on the NASDAQ. Over the last uh, year, Tyler talked about this yesterday, the NASDAQ's had three instances in the last year where it's taken a hit down to its 100-day moving average. And it's happened fast. They, that, that's the, the, the scariest kind of 10% correction is the one that happens fast because, you know, look, you go, here we go again. We, you know, we had, we had December of 2018, the disaster caused by nine straight red hike, rate hikes by the Fed. Again, just to get Trump pretty much. Then we, uh, before that, we had the, 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 the China trade war sell-off. Again, we're talking about brutal damage, 20% damage done, 30% damage done in one case. Then we had coronavirus insanity and the 38% drop in five weeks, okay? 38% brutal drop in bear market in five weeks. So when you see a quick 10% correction, it's just human nature to go, oh, shit, here we go again. But we weren't buying it, and we weren't buying that higher rates are going to kill us. you got to remember, folks, <clears throat> during, the, during the 1995 to 2000 melt-up, the dot-com melt-up, and I— People say you shouldn't say that because when you say .com, people remember that it was also .bomb, right? We had to crash. But I'm, I'm talking about the five-year melt-up that occurred. That's what I'm talking about. 95 to 2000, where the NASDAQ rose 575%, 115% average per year, because that's the period we believe we're in now. We, and we think we have the evidence to back it up. I'll, I'll share that with you in a second. But during that era, that five-year period, guess what the average yield on the 10-year treasury note was? 
the average yield on the 10-year treasury note during that five-year melt-up was 4.7%. It got as high as six, six and a quarter percent on the 10-year. Sure didn't stop growth stocks from, from surging then, right? So why, in God's name, would a 1.7% 10-year be some kind of a challenge to growth stocks, to tech stocks, to our market leaders? Because that's the bull market we all want to be in. Look, I, I have no problem. We love value stocks. We own them here, right? We're big believe. We love energy here. We love material stocks. We love the miners, precious metals. We love value and deep value here. We own them. But the bull market we all want to be in is the bull market we're seeing now, the one that Michael Metz taught me about. We saw yesterday, the early mover day, when NASDAQ took the lead, when semis led NASDAQ, because NASDAQ leads the market. You know, NASDAQ, SOXL, which, by the way, is the three-time leveraged uh, uh, semiconductor ETF, is only up 20% in two days. So semis are doing what they're supposed to do. So to everybody that was saying tech and growth is dead because the 10-year, oh, my God, hit 1.77%. You know, we, if you've been joining us here, we pretty much laughed out loud at that. And now, again, the 10-year today was down a bit. I think rates can go a lot higher, and it still won't bother us. I, I, I mean, if the 10-year gets to 3%, I think above 3%, I might be concerned. But at 1.7%, please, please. But again, now we're back to the kind of market that we all want to be in. We saw it today. NASDAQ today. Uh, actually, SEMIs today were our leader. Let me get a, a fresh quote on this. SMH, the semi-ETF today, was up uh, 3.8%. Now, that's leadership. Wow. Uh, and then again, NASDAQ today. Uh, semis lead tech. Tech leads the market. NASDAQ up 1.7% today. And by the way, all of our indexes closed not exactly at, but right at their daily highs. That's the smart money hour you want to see. Got a, a, a shit ton of money coming into this market. It's a new quarter, right? Three-day weekends are incredibly bullish. April's our most bullish month of the year since 1950. Last 15 Aprils have been positive. So these are the things we've been you know, preparing for and that we've been acting on here, uh, both in VRA and parabolic options, uh, because we think April is going to be a very special month. could be a stunningly good month, a stunningly good month. Uh, again, all index closed right at their high today, exactly what you want to see. We think a whole lot of money is going to be coming to the market next week and that this move is about to really ramp up. And I'll tell you from a sentiment point of view, well, that's even more the case in just a second. Let me finish the markets quick. Uh, also, again, what you want to see, Russ 2000 just had a 10% correction, up 1.5% today, up better than 2% yesterday. Uh, SPF 100 up 1% today, at four, just over, back reclaiming 4,000, 4,019. Dow Jones, and by all time high, Dow Jones, these are right at all time highs. Uh, uh, Dow Jones today uh, uh, up 171, uh, back above 33,000. Remember on NASDAQ, a few, just a few days ago, I was saying, again, more proof that NASDAQ was dead. It couldn't get above 13,000. That's, that's the top. No, we closed at 13480 today. So <clears throat> this is, again, this is the setup we want to see. It's exactly, frankly, the setup we want to see. Um, jump around a little bit here. Oh, uh, also, HGX, housing index, all-time high today. Dow Jones Transports, uh, 
27 points away from an all-time high. So we'll call it an all-time high, right? Again, that's the Dow theory buy signal. You've got the, the Dow, the industrials, and the transports hitting all-time highs at the same time. You can say it's all one big Dow theory buy signal. I think it sounds better to call it every day because you know what? It makes it sound better. Uh, so uh, these, these, are, these are some of the reasons we've been bullish. Let me give you the list. Because we believe this is that bull market. Again, the 1995 to 2000 move. Here, here We have about 15 major reasons. We've talked a lot of them here. We share these almost daily with our, with our clients. Uh, but the VR investing system, and this is why I created it, you know, with my mentors 36 years ago now, is because we didn't want to have to rely on the gurus. Because they're not gurus of anything. They're just trying to sell you something. We needed a real system that would tell us when it's time to back up the truck, and that's what this time is. But of our more than 15 major reasons to be bullish, here's what we have at top of our list. Again, housing, transports, industrials hitting all-time high after all-time high. In the VR investing system, these are our most important leading economic indicators. This action, because the market is a discounting mechanism, it leads. This demands, this demands that we be aggressively long. Again, multiple Dow theory buy signals. Soaring corporate earnings. They, corporate earnings going to be, uh, I think, bank earnings in the next week. Of course, tomorrow we're going to have the um, uh, a, a jobs report. I mean, we'll see. They're saying maybe a million jobs created. I, I, I'll be surprised. But you know what? The estimates are 600000 to a million. It's going to be a great month either way. And, of course, we're all going to say, thank you, Biden, right? Thank you, President Biden. Maybe not. This is still the Trump economic miracle. He's just getting a whole lot of money than, than Trump ever got. Remember, Trump couldn't get Trump was trying to get two hundred billion dollars for his infrastructure plan. Biden's probably going to get more than two trillion just in this tranche, and the media is fawning over over Biden's in, in, uh, infrastructure plan. The media called Trump's infrastructure plan one tenth the size as too much that our, our, our debt load couldn't handle it. <laughs> the hypocrisy is uh, that's sickening. That's probably the best word I can come up with there. But we're used to it. Again, we're, we're, we're doing our best to make sense of it here. Um, corporate earnings, though, are just going to explode in Q1, and then Q2 is going to make that look tiny. Uh, next reason, don't fight the tape. Don't fight the tape. The two big rules, don't fight the tape, don't fight the Fed. Been in existence a long time. Obviously, the tape is the market action. And the Fed, well, that's, let's combine it. $22 trillion in global QE in stimulus combined. $22 trillion total. That's don't fight the Fed. Uh, and more coming. That does not include the $2 trillion plus that we're about to add. Folks, it, it's just not possible. It's, it's, it's impossible not to be incredibly bullish. It just is. We've never seen anything like this. And, of course, inflation is going to come with it. There's going to be a downside to this. Uh, prices are going to rise sharply. We're all going to pay more for stuff. That, that comes with it. And that's why we own physical gold and silver in the miners, by the way, and copper, too. Wow. Uh, but infrastructure plan, copper, wow. Our favorite Turquoise Hill Resources, TRQ. Uh, we, it's up uh, 430% uh, in, in the last year, and we think that move is in its infancy. TRQ, everyone should own TRQ. Uh, copper, gold. By the end of next year, it'll be the third largest copper gold play on the planet as they get into their deep reserves. And then our ongoing wild card for being bullish, the big bribe. The big bribe, the PSYOP, it's very real. 
It's the, we'll call it the planners or the establishment and the left, all the same, really. It's their attempt to numb us, really, to numb U.S. and global citizens into submission, right? They want us malleable. They want us weak. How do you do that? Give, them all, give everybody free money. Give them a soaring stock market, soaring real estate markets. All of a sudden, you're asking, what was that about a stolen election? Wait, what was, tell me again, what was coronavirus insanity? What, what, what was all that about? Oh, who cares, right? We're making money. Things are looking really good. That's the big bribe. That's the PSYOP. And it's a big part of the move fires taking place. And I'll tell you something else that's a big part of it. And we hear almost no one talking about this. We think everybody should be talking about it. Okay. Forever, the VIX has been over 20. The fear index has been over 20. Now, it's not today. It was down almost 11% today, back to 17.33. Wow, when's the last time the VIX was at 17, right? But when the market's hitting all-time high after all-time high after all-time high, with literally tens of trillion in stimulus, how is it that the VIX has been over 20 this long? See, as a contrarian, that's a massive buy signal because it tells you there's still a lot of fear in this market or the VIX wouldn't be at 17 and it wouldn't have been over 20 forever. It'd be like 10, maybe nine. So as a contrarian, that's a huge buy signal. We see the same thing, by the way, in the fear and greed index, which still isn't as of this rally now, still sits at 56. 56, that's like middle of the road. The fear and greed index should be 80 or 90 right now. So it tells you, regardless of what the media wants you to believe, that everybody's in this market, everybody's all bulled up. No, they're not. No, they're, in, they're still in shock. And a lot of people, we know that the cash rates or uh, savings rates are 15%. Savings rate wouldn't be at 15% if everybody was in the market. They'll come in. This is the nature of every bull market that I've, every big bull market I've been a part of. Before we have a top, a real top, the public couldn't be more bullish. The public begins to believe there's no way the market can go down. It's only, it can only go higher. And folks, we're just nowhere near that. Because if we were, the VIX wouldn't be at 17, just now below 20, finally. And the fear and greed index wouldn't be at 56. And savings rates wouldn't be at 15%. So again, we just think all of this adds up to, again, every reason in the world to be really, really bullish here. You want to be smart. You know, right now the charts look great. VR investing system, we, we have forever to run before we're going to be overbought, especially on NASDAQ, small caps, uh, semis, etc., uh, value now is pulled back. I mean, we see we have great buy signals, and we uh, uh, we're very excited about. If you couldn't tell from what I've already said here, we're pretty excited about what it, what April has to bring, and then uh, then we'll take a fresh look because we're gonna we'll we'll get extreme overbought again. It'll happen, but folks, at this rate, you know we've got probably at least two weeks to run with moves like today before we get there. Maybe, maybe that's an exaggeration. But as long as the markets keep going higher, we think the move actually speeds up next week. You know, we've, we've, got, we've got plenty of runway uh, before we have to worry about being overbought again. So it's a uh, pedal to the metal. Pedal to the metal, long and strong. Let's take a look at the internals. We saw it here again today. Really good numbers today. Uh, and, and what's striking about these internals, and again, very few people talk about this, these SPACs, which are just complete pieces of shit, okay, uh, most of these SPACs, of course, there's always a diamond 
in the rough, but these, these SPACs are not ready for prime time. They're just not. And really, that's the reason the market went down. That's why, that's why NASDAQ fell and small caps fell 10%. It was SPACs. You know, Wall Street loves greed, and they don't care about oversupply, and they'll try to screw up a good bull market however they can because, again, they want the investment banking fees. So as I tell you the internals today, remember how much better these would be were it not for the SPACs. Remember, the SPACs count three times because each one of these SPACs it has, a, it has common stock. And then inside, with the, excuse me, it has a unit, right? They all trade as a unit, then the common stock part of it, and then they have warrants. So they report three times. So when we have bad internals, they're exaggerated. And we have good internals, they're not as good as they should have been because this backs are weighing them down. But even with all that said, these numbers are great. Advanced decline today, both NASDAQ and NYSE, three to one positive. That's the best reading we've had in some time. Again, this would have been a five, six, seven to one positive day were it not for these crappy SPACs. Units, stock, warrants. Uh, advanced decline today, uh, both uh, NASDAQ and NYSE, two to one positive. Again, probably would have been four or five to one positive day without these crappy SPACs. And uh, uh, really what's been our, our kind of our, 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 our stalwart throughout this whole thing has been new 52 week highs to lows. We've had three days in the last four months that we've had negative readings across the board. Uh, and, and right now, we're, we're not there. Uh, we, we, we're right now, we are booming at 313 to 33 today, new 52-week highs to lows. So even the SPACs couldn't mess that up today. So trifecta, bullish across the board today. Again, we expect these internals to continue to improve. And we'll get to the days it, it, probably in the next week or two where we have those 7 to 8 to 1 updates. That's what we think is about to happen here. Uh, in our sector watch today, energy led the way higher. Oil today up a big, uh, what was that, oil today up $2.11 a barrel, 61.25 as OPEC comes out and says, yeah, we're going we're gonna to raise supply, but not for some time, and then it's going to be gradual. So that was music to the energy industry's ear. Oil today uh, up big, energy ETF today up, uh, what is that, 2.6% led the way. Technology, again, what you want to see if you're bullish, up 2.1%. And uh, communication services, also up 2%. It was a good day today. Uh, on the downside, nothing, really. It, it was 8 to 11 was the count, but consumer staples were down a quarter of a percent, and that was, that was the worst on the downside. It really doesn't even count. It was almost 11, or 11 today, frankly. In our uh, commodity watch today, gold today up $14 an ounce. Again, with all this currency inflation, and, that, and that's really what inflation is. It's the debasement of our currency as they print it into, uh, into uh, Never Never Land. Gold today up $14 an ounce. We love precious metals, physical gold and silver in the miners here. Gold today up $14 an ounce at $17.29. Silver up $0.41 cents an ounce at $24.95. Copper up $0.02 cents a pound at $4 a pound. We love copper here. Oil today, again, up $2, over $2 a barrel at $61.25. And finally, Bitcoin up 388 at 58,984. Another buy signal, Bitcoin. For about four years now, Bitcoin has led the stock market. Uh, the correlation is really tight. It actually leads by about two weeks. I don't know if we can really make sense. I think it's a risk on kind of a mentality thing going on here. Uh, but uh, again, Bitcoin started surging uh, last week. It gave us, again, an early heads up to what was about to happen in the stock market. Bitcoin at 58,984, leading the market. Uh, we think that continues as well. Folks, as always, we appreciate you being here. Thank you for your feedback. 
Please keep it coming. And join us, uh, please, uh, anytime, full-time at VRAinsider.com. VRAinsider.com. We have a two-free-week trial going on now. And, again, have a great, long, three-day Easter weekend. And we'll look forward to seeing you back here Monday at the close.